Hey everybody, Matt Knotts from the Anomaly Presents podcast, inviting you to join us for the Anomaly Film Festival. It's our fourth edition, November 3rd through the 6th, at the historic Little Theater in Rochester, New York. We've got so much great stuff for you. Tons of films you've never seen before. One you may have seen before, but never quite like this. That's Friday the 13th, 3 in 3D, amongst many other great surprises. It's the Anomaly Film Fest, anomalyfilmfest.com, November 3rd through 6th. We'll see you there. Hello there. I'm an important British actor. You're listening to the Beer Review Journal on the Lunchador Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Knotts and McKenneth Blue. Enjoy! Uh, hello there. It is McKenneth Blue, your friendly neighborhood bartender. Welcome to the Beer Review Journal, a beer podcast for the discerning and bibist. Just, just kidding. I don't sound like that again. Yeah, that would be terrible. Who are you? Oh, hi. I have a goatee now, and I'm Matt Knotts. <laughs> you sure do. You need me to get a cat and some milk to lick that thing off your face for you? <laughs> So here's the thing. I'm taking valid precautions so I, I don't end up with the yucky germs. So I bought N95 masks and they don't make a tight fit. This is all shinfo, but you're getting it. It doesn't make a tight fit. So you had to trim up the beard a little bit. And honestly, it if I took all the facial hair off, this is a visual just for McKenneth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I would look like just two marbles in a pool of fucking cottage cheese. So we're not doing that. <laughs> like a pair of marbles in a tube sock. Basically, my face is fucking, it's a disaster. It's <laughs> marshmallow fluff and I don't know what. It's its horrible. Yeah. So. It, in other news, I'm still coughing day uh, 45 of feeling like I'm going to die. Yeah, so this is why I bought the N95 mask, so I don't sound like that fucker. Yeah, but at least I, you know, come by it um, for means that won't kill me. It's just my house is dry. Like, <laughs> bone dry. Yeah, it, it, it's drier than uh, Ben Shapiro's wife. Um, Waddle her. <laughs> I walk into the house after a day of feeling fine at work, which is a weird thing to say. Cause it's work. <laughs> um, and then I, I get home and immediately start like coughing a lung up. So <laughs> my house is actively trying to kill me. Um, but it's okay. I saw um, a movie like that once. Yeah. W- w- what's it called? Yeah. I don't know. CM Punk was in it. It was fun. Oh, I thought you were just, I thought you were going to be like house. I mean, it could have been house or house or house two. House 2 or Amityville Horror, I think, was one too, right? Yeah, I guess technically. I mean, well, no, because the one guy went crazy and killed his family, and then the other guy, yeah, got possessed. I guess it was the house, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that house. Yeah, see? So this is where we are. At least you just get a little tickle in your throat. 
No, this is true. Yeah. And just, you know, gobs of boogers. Um, <coughs> and, uh, yeah. So this is an appetizing <laughs> podcast for you to be listening to this week. <laughs> is it ever though? Um, but yeah, so tonight we will be talking about a brand beer. new, yeah, beer for a change. As, as we often do. Eh, you know, sometimes we fuck up and talk about the beers. Um, we're going to be talking about a brand new uh, brewery uh, that that's in Rochester here. Um, I think Will Cleveland would say it's the 13th uh, brewery within the city limits. Lucky 13. Lucky number 13. Um, it is uh, Strange Bird Brewing. Hooray. Yes. Hooray for them. Um, and Matt, you were, you were saying some, some pretty crazy things, uh, about them. Yeah. Yeah. You were, you were saying I, how you feel like you, you, you like them. You think that they've got good things I coming. I, I think, um, yeah, I, they've got a, a crazy pedigree. Um, the, the folks that are brewing there are veterans of craft brewing from, you know, Years gone by, the the one gentleman there was the uh, guy that was in charge of the the barrel aging for sours at New Belgium. Um, the other brewer is from Dogfish Head. Um, yeah, so there's you know the the CV there is crazy, um, and it, it's kind of a testament to where Rochester is that we're getting these folks to come here and make beer here. Um, and I think they're doing some interesting stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like it's weird. Like you don't think about it living here necessarily, but but I guess Rochester kind of has to have a reputation, right? For for our, for our beer. Oh yeah, I mean you got Jenny. Um, we had Roarbox. We had the the Flower City Brewing place that was out in. You know, in Henrietta, we were, we kind of like got on that craft beer thing. McGregor's was a, a big deal for a long, long time as far as like introducing people to craft beer. So, yeah, there there's definitely a, a, a an undercurrent of beer that has flowed through the city. And it's kind of cool to see it all kind of explode. Uh, this is a weird mixed metaphor that I'm in right now. Hey, that that's the only kind I like. Um but yeah, I think that your exact words were, you know, you could see them being Rochester's uh, answer to Trillium in oh yeah in a, a pretty short order here. I, I yes, that that was exactly what I said. Thank you for reminding me of how smart I am. Yes, I um, was trying to <laughs> was trying to you know feed you uh, your yeah. your own lines. Yeah. Uh, no. See, I talk so much <laughs> shit that I don't remember what I say. Um, but yeah, no, I I totally can see that. Is is that you know the pedigree and what they're doing right now. It reminds me of a lot of stuff that the Trillium is doing. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be pretty short order that they'll have that kind of reputation locally, which is really cool to have that like in the backyard. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and crack our first one open here um, and, and then we can get into, you know, all of our usual bullshit. Um, I, I haven't opened this yet. Nor uh, have I. So let's uh, on a one, two, three. Oh, that was really good. That was neat. We should that do that neat. more. Yeah. 
So as we're pouring, um, I could probably tell you something about the beer, but I'm concentrating so I don't spill it all over my keyboard because it's not my keyboard. It's my wife's and she would literally murder me. That seems like an overreaction. Mm, she really likes her computer. So the first one that we're trying is Petit Colosse. So I guess Little Colossus. Yep. It's a Belgian table beer, which I feel like is maybe the first of this style for you, McKenna. Uh, I can definitely tell you that it is for sure. Um, hey, Matt, what the fuck's a table beer? Just a drinking beer, just like a table wine would be. So it's just like a, it's essentially you'd see it like a farmhouse. Okay. When you see that. Um, it's, yeah, just the stuff that would be. <coughs> basically Belgian Bud Light. Okay, fair enough. So <laughs> for the layman, we'll just throw it out there like that. Getting some uh some some crafty BLs going here. Oh, I almost forgot to take a photograph of this for the TL. Photograph. I don't want you. Look at this photograph. You can like it on my Instagram page. What the, was that? Was that? That was Nickelback. Nickelback. <laughs> See, I've never actually heard that song, but it, it it's in a Google commercial now. I think that probably that tracks. But the only other time I'd been exposed to it is somebody took the song and uh, made it so that he's holding a, up a graph, and it's just look at this graph. See, I was doing Def Leppard. Uh, I, I'm not. A, I don't know. I don't really know any Def Leppard. Really? No, I'm. I'm not. Oh, there's our age difference. There it is. Yeah. The May, the May December romance that you and I have. This is true. Um, what's up, mod? But uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this. Growing up in my house, it was all. Uh, you know, classic rock stuff. And then as I got older, I moved into like punk and stuff. Um, like I'm, I'm seriously <laughs> punk rock is usually like a, a summer for summer thing for me these days. Uh, but I've been listening to, a, a like a history of, uh, <clears throat> history of the Ramones. And I just, I want to go back and listen to all that stuff while, while I was waiting for you to, to, to hop on, I, uh, uploaded all of their stuff onto my phone. There's some, uh, there's some bangers in there. There's, there's some duds, but there's some bangers in there. There's some bops, some, some literal bops. Oh yeah. We're drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Let me, that's pretty wild for like, you know, essentially like, a. I don't know. Almost not. It doesn't really taste lagery at all. Mm -mm, no. What is that I'm getting though? Okay. So it's leaning kind of bitter, but there's also some Odi stuff going on. Am yeah. I wrong? No, you're right. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's got a real nice, like, bitter hop on that. I'm not sure if that's, like, uh, 
an aromatic thing or whatever because I can't smell. Mm-hmm. Wait, you can't smell and you've got a cough? Fuck off, dude. It, <laughs> like, I can taste perfectly fine. Oh, boy. I don't have coronavirus. Don't start this shit. Not now. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm getting a little bit of uh, popcorn. That I think that's what, what? I was. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Not, not corn pops, like popcorn. Like, you know, when you get uh, one of the ones that didn't pop all the way and you eat that. Yeah, there, there's a little bit of corniness to it, I think. Yeah. Do, do you get any of the, the spices in it at all? Yeah, for sure. I can't pinpoint exactly what they are because my mouth is stupid, but um, I'm also, I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit of a, some kind of citrus zest thing going on. Yep. Kind of a lemony orangey. Yeah. It was somewhere between lemon and an orange. Um, See, but coriander. Coriander? <laughs> is the spice you're thinking of? Oh, fair enough. I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you because, again, I... I I've been a picky eater for almost 37 years and like it's only recently that I've been like, Hey, you know, what's good paprika. Give me a lot of paprika. (laughs) Shout out to Stromy. (laughs) (laughs) Like the, the goulash that they, they occasionally serve at work. I'm just like, is there, are we sure this is goulash and not paprikash? Cause that's a fuckload of paprika that you just put in that. Yeah. They, uh, they go heavy handed with that. Mm. So yeah, this, um, I don't want to tell you a hundred percent how I feel about this. Cause I feel like I don't want to bury the lead. Uh-huh. Uh, ah, fuck it. We're talking about it. Um, of the beers that I've had from strange bird, this one is my favorite. Oh, fair enough. I like it too. It's, um, it's very different from the, everything that I drink normally. Um, like, so, you know, Parting the kimono a little bit further, you and I also uh, got the uh, what was it a, a, a fruited IPA the the moon moon of faith uh, mm-hmm. with with apricot. Um, I really liked the uh, the apricot portion of that one, um, and the uh, the IPA base underneath that was also quite nice. Um, I just felt like they went for more of like a, a bitter IPA base versus like a new England style, uh, bright, juicy, uh, yeah, you were looking for base. it to be a little bit softer. Yeah. Um, but that, that apricot punch, uh, on the front end of that was delightful. Um, if, if it was more of that bright, juicy citrus, uh, flavor, like that one would have knocked my socks off. Uh, as it was, it was a very solid, interesting beer, um, but not one that I would necessarily run out and get, you know, day after day. This yeah. thing, like, this is fucking wild. It's um, like, how do I how do I want to put this without making it sound like I don't like it? Because I do like it. <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, it's it's a new thing, so you're exactly. kind of like piecing like, through all of it. <clears throat> it's uh, there's so much going on that even though it's not necessarily like, oh my god, just like put a funnel down my throat and pour this into me, like even though I'm not feeling that way, like I am enjoying it and I would recommend it to people because it's fucking interesting. Like I just don't know that I would make a meal out of it every every night, um, but it is good. 
Like I would definitely have it again. See, I swing the other direction. I, I would totally drink this. I, I the the table beer piece of it. Um, I, I can totally see because I could see sitting down to a meal. Yeah, drinking this with it and being like, yeah, no, I'm good with that. You yeah. Know? Um, and I, I could see doing it more than once. Like I, I had the first one the other night and I was like, I wouldn't mind having this as like a, a fridge staple, you know, just like something to, to change it up a little bit when you're, you're looking for a beer and you know, you don't want, you know, crazy hit you over the head IPA or, you know, something, you know, dark and, and, uh, you know, like the, the, um, the Schwartz beers and stuff that we've been going for. This is like a really nice, like it's such a soft mouth feel. I hate saying yeah. that, but oh, how does your mouth feel? Gross. Oh, that was even worse. Yeah. Don't ever do that again. That was horrible. Oh, Matt, tell me how does your mouth feel? Um, that might, no, that, that wasn't as bad as the first one. Actually, the first one was way worse, man. How does your mouth feel? Okay, that's <laughs> Con- continuing on. Um, listen, I I've got to find a way. I haven't kept this show horny in a while. Yeah, no, that was the opposite. No, <laughs> maybe for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's like it's crazy pants. There's like uh, so much going on here in the the, the flavor profile. Um. Like the more I drink it, the more I'm picking up like corn. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of um, for me, it's very you know, like a good loaf of bread. Like my again, shout out like to a story. corn bread where where my head goes with this is it's a, a hot loaf of bread with some like orange marmalade on it is kind of like where my my taste profile is going with it. I guess she didn't um, like the cornbread either but a little bit more spice to it. And I think that's interesting. That was in aliens. Yeah. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I like this. (laughs) Tell Matt, tell the people how they can get their hands on this. Uh, Strange bird brewery. Um, Check out their website. Let me make sure I've got the URL right. You're going to make me Google here and do some editing later. Uh, I think it's just strange, uh, strangebirdbrewing.com. Strangebirdbeer. Strangebirdbeer.com. I had it wrong. Yep. Yes, you did. But that's okay. We're still friends. I was I still, close. I still enjoy doing the show with you. Sometimes. Um, yeah. Strangebird. Um, there's a, a order page right there that you can get your stuff from. They have... Uh, Hours set up. You can pick it up curbside. There's no, you know, in-house consumption at the moment. But I think they're supposed to have a pretty good food menu coming too. Um, yeah, I believe I saw a big old uh, pizza oven uh, mm-hmm. at their facility in the photographs. And uh, one of the folks behind Swoburger and and Owl House is involved with the food there. So have you have, have you been there? Swoburger or Owl House? Uh, Swoburger. Yeah. It was really freaking good. I like it there. Yeah. I want to go back. Yeah. Uh, we we went, uh, we met the Dexters there uh, right before the Yucky Germ hit. So, womp womp. Been a couple times and the food's always good. The beer's good. I like it there. Plus, you know, 
I'm a big fan of anything that, that Brian Van Etten does. So great job, BBE. Um, and I, I believe Strange Bird is BBE's partner in that it's Jeff Ching doing the, the food at Strange Bird. So, yeah, um, looking forward to getting in there and, and enjoying some of that. But for right now, you can pick up your beer curbside. Um, and it's such an easy thing. Like, it's right off of Broadway, kind of the end of Broadway going out onto Marshall Street, just down the street from Owl House. Um, and it was just a drive through thing. It took two seconds to pick up my stuff. It was great. Well, that's excellent. Hopefully they, uh, you know, really make a name for themselves uh, right out the gate. And, you know, it starts taking a little bit longer, but still a reasonable amount of time to get through there. Yeah, I would say. Um, I, I'm already thinking about what I want to pick up on my lit in my next trip. So that's that's a good sign. That's awesome. Um, does it seem like they're you know, sort of focusing on anything in particular at this point in terms of what they're putting out, like, you know, IPAs. No, I, I, the thing I really like about them is that they're not pigeonholing themselves to one style. Um, you know, you've got some of the local breweries and they do them really, really well. Um, but they'll peg themselves to, you know, like we talked about last episode, those heavily fruited sours or like the crazy um, dessert stouts and stuff like that. This is like a really spread out, nice selection. They've got one kettle sour. They've got a couple different IPAs. They've got this one, um, a barley wine and uh, and an Imperial stout. Um, So they're kind of, you know, keeping it well spread out. They're still interesting. It's not like, you know, you've got six variations of an IPA and then, you know, a, a kind of forced attempt at a Pilsner or something like that. There's like, right. It's interesting stuff and it's, it's all across the board. I feel like this is going to pardon me while I disappear up my own ass. Um, but I, I feel like what they're doing there is kind of, the, <laughs> this is a brewery for everybody, but I feel like it's a brewery for beer nerds. Sure. Um, well, yeah, because like as you were talking about, you know, them doing a little bit of everything, my first thought was like, as much as I fucking love other half, like I go there for IPAs because right. they pretty much only make IPAs. Right. They do yeah. them extremely fucking well. Um, but I mean, they're, it, it's even like, OK, it's mostly New England style IPAs. So it's like, you know, I, I would like to see them do a black IPA. I'd like to see them do a sour. Um, yeah, they've put out a couple, but they do the the crunchies that come out every now and then. Yeah. I've never gotten one. Um, the stouts are good. They did a collaboration stout with Cloudwater a couple of years ago that was fantastic that you would have hated. Um, <laughs> it, was a, it was like a Mexican hot chocolate one with peppers. You wouldn't have been into that. No, I but, wouldn't. But um, James and I got it. And both of us like lost our shit. Yeah. Still, yeah. still we'll talk about how much we like that. So, yeah, I don't think I talked about it on the show, but back at Christmas, I picked up uh, another half collaboration with Thin Man um, Sp- Spaghetti Parm Space Station. Holy oh, yeah. shit, man. That thing was fucking phenomenal. But I, I jumped in in the middle of what you were talking about. So please proceed. That's my right. blessing. Completely derailed. Um <laughs> I have Amtrak. Uh, no, I, I think, 
you know, every brewery has its target market, right? And I I think this one, it's going to straddle the line of being the the neighborhood brewery, but it's also doing a lot of interesting things that I don't know a lot of other places in Rochester are. Um, And I think this beer is a good example of that. Um, Because it's it's not something I often see as a, a Belgian on the menu at a local spot. Right. You know, or a, a, a barley wine out there for, for folks. You know? Yeah. Those, those are pretty few and far between. Um, like I think the last time I saw a barley wine was at the stone yard uh, or over by us before it became the beer hall and then eventually closed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like the other thing that I, I like, I, I like a good bit of can art. Um, that's, that's no secret. Um, so far the, the couple that we've had, uh, or that I've had, I should say really great cans, nice cans on those bottles. Oh boy. Yeah. Those nice cans. There he is. Um, Um, I'm going to, I'm going to drop a link into our chat because we are connected to the internet, which is now on computers. Um, they have it on computers now? Yeah, believe it or not. Um, and it's it's their order page, but it's also a good kind of bird's eye view of the, the cans they have. And I have to say, every one of them is super cool looking. Yeah. Um, so far, it, you know, it's all very like um, simple designs, uh, you know, from a, I guess, uh, well, it's very geometric uh, mm-hmm. designs, uh, which I like. Um, and they're all kind of, uh, metallic stickers, I guess. Yeah. And like, the... a, like a soft metallic sticker. Yeah. Pretty cool. The cool thing I found out too, is that the designer behind them is an RIT. Uh, I believe he's a professor at RIT. Nice. Yeah. So it's all local, which is really neat. It's really neat, guys. I like that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about this brewery, um, which is why I haven't been doing as many like knock knock dildo jokes. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they uh, they followed us on <laughs> Instagram and Twitter, so we uh, we got to keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> Will you guys be our friends, even if we make dick jokes? <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll use this as the gateway, and then later on we can figure out what terrible people we really are. Yeah, we'll um, be friends because you because you make dick jokes. Yeah. Single tier. <laughs> but yeah, I, I um, I, you know, can't say enough nice stuff about this this brewery. Yeah, um, and this petit colos, petit colos, fourteen ninety nine for that. You can't uh, beat that with a with a rubber hose. Yeah, I think it's a great deal. I think it's um I'd recommend it if you like it like an Allagash white or something like that. I think this is a very good um I'm not going to say alternative, right? But it, it's a good one to try if you're a fan of that that flavor. Um and I, I I'm honestly enjoying it more than I I would enjoy that. Which you know, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna drink my beer. <coughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. Taking a look at that uh, that link you sent me, 
Um, you know, we've got Petit Colos, uh, the Belgian table beer. Uh, we've got Massive Spire, uh, the their barley wine. Um, we we talked about Moon of Faith. Uh, that's the uh, the fruited IPA. Um, and then they've got a hazy double IPA called Unfettered Soul, a hazy IPA called Sly Move, and a kettle sour called Rainbow Slipper. So I, I like I said, I'm I'm planning a second round here to go back mm-hmm. to, to Strange Bird, and I think it's gonna be the Unfettered Soul and the the Rainbow Slipper for me. Excellent. I love I gotta, this plan. I gotta try those out. So there might be Strange Bird Part Two coming. Um, what? I've I've heard I've heard things. I've heard things on the grapevine um, about that unfettered soul and how that might be the the breakout classic um, that's going to really I've get people things. talking. I've heard things. I've heard things. But for my money, it could easily be the P- Petit Colosse because, oh my gosh, it's it's great. You know, it's it's a really easy drinking beer that, you know, you can have a bit of a think about. It's not just, you know, chug it down kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So I think that uh, I, I finished mine. I don't know about you. I've been waxing poetic for far too long, so I've still got a couple sips left. Christ. That's all right. I'll tell you what. Let me let me finish this. Yeah. And then you, oh, good Lord. I apologize. Um, Wowzers. Hmm. Well, I, I guess, uh, let, let's see here. Matt, did you do anything interesting this past Friday? This past Friday? Hmm. Did I? Did you, by chance, um, watch a movie live with many of your friends? Friday. I, I bought some Dogecoin. I... Cooked, I think. What did I cook on Friday? Oh, yeah. I, I watched Psycho Gorman with my Anomaly Film Festival friends. How'd that go? I, I, I did watch the movie, but I didn't get a chance to join in on the uh, live event. Well, that that's all right. We know how much you love us. Um, It was great. Um, I, I, I very much like Strange Bird. I can't say enough nice things about Psycho Gorman. Um. I couldn't get enough of it. How'd you feel about it? I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> there were so many, uh, you know, lovely, gory parts. Um, I, I wanted more of them because they were so over the top and ridiculous. Um, perhaps my favorite character in the entire movie was the uh, the police officer that Psycho Goreman turned inside out and <laughs> kept trying to kill himself. Yes, that- I agree. I think that was my favorite character as well. Zombie cop was the best. I, I, the thing that made me laugh the hardest was when he was joining in on the the beatdown. I don't know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's just ambling up. Oh. so Psycho Gorman is a. Uh, if you like, if you like the '90s, and who among us doesn't, um, you'll feel at home in this movie. <laughs> What? <laughs> I was just gonna say, I guess Kurt Cobain didn't really. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he 
he liked it just fine. It was. I, I don't Co- think he did, man. Co- Courtney was the one that really didn't see a way to make that go to the allegedly. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! If there's a hell, I'm going to it. It's one of my favorite Jonah Ray jokes. Did you did you ever see him talk talk about that? Uh, he was at the party and they were playing Truth or Dare with Courtney Love. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, um, I I think that uh, was that on uh, Hello, Mister Magic Flying Plane Person. Hello. Yeah, sure. Oh. I don't remember honestly. Because I could because I have Hello, Mister Magic Flying Plane Person. Hello. On on vinyl. Is it white vinyl? It is white vinyl. Yeah, I have that too. Yeah. This is how I knew we were going to be friends. We have the same goofy limited run D-list comedians record. Yeah. I mean, that's maybe mean to Jonah. Jonah's great. Jonah is great. C plus. (laughs) I think he's better than C plus. I once Um, saw him in his underpants carry coffee back upstairs in the hotel. It was very weird. Okay, fair enough. C plus for you. Um, but uh, I don't know. I enjoy him. I'm I'm sad about Neil Mahoney. Yeah, uh, that, that that was a bummer. Yeah. But um, yeah, I want to drink a, another beer, Matt. Let's go do that. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, we're going to put a pin in it and we'll be right back. Yeah. the bar and we've got another beer man we do have another beer it's uh, a russian beer fight yes russian imperial stout i think we've done a russian imperial stout on the show before old rasputin i believe right yes old rasputin which uh, i i love despite how rude it is to the organs we we got down with old greg drunk um yeah and it was fine this one, on the other hand, I like more. This one's got some smells coming off it. I want to say some, uh, I don't know. Let me taste it. I guess that's more important. Yeah. If you just sniff a beer, it's never going to go away. Chocolate, coffee, yeah, like real dark chocolate, like uh, like a 96% cacao. Cacao! Cacao. N- no. No cacao. Um, yeah, it is a super dark. I get some fruit there. It's yeah. um, Like yeah. what sort of fruit are we talking? I'm going to say it's a, a chocolate-covered stone fruit. Hmm. Like a cherry? No, well, I guess that is a stone fruit. Um, but I'm thinking more like a a pitch. 
yes, or, or the aforementioned apricot. Um, yeah, I get a little bit of that on there too. So it kind of reminds me of like a, a a hipster pour of coffee. Like if you were to go to Joe Bean, this is the the beer version of what you would get at Joe Bean if you were to get to get a a pour over. Yeah, this is. Um... We were saying uh, before we started recording, it's thick with two C's, yeah. uh, two C's thick. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's coffee. It's real, real dark chocolate. I'm not necessarily picking up the fruit thing that Matt is, but Hey, my, my tongue is dumb. Sometimes that happens. It's fine. Um, it's just on the end. It's that it leaves you with a little bit of sweetness. Like a little kiss on the tongue. <laughs> this episode's horny but in a really awful and disconcerting way <laughs> this i like this a lot which is not surprising because it's uh what is this one ten percent eight percent eight eight yeah be better if it was ten but still pretty well, that's good what the barley wine's for hey like just get it in me so the unfortunate part about this is this is the first beer that they've had that sold out. I, I did just see that on their website when I was looking at their other ones. Um, and eagle-eared listeners may have noticed I didn't mention, mention this one because they didn't want to spoil it. Even though I've already said on our socials what we were doing tonight. Fuck. Okay, that yeah. was pointless, get, I guess. Get better things. Hey, whatever. Get good. I'll get good when they start paying me. Um, <laughs> who the fuck is they? I don't know. The goddamn partnership. Pay yourself, motherfucker. <laughs> <coughs> Not you, like you know, <laughs> they, like uh, our corporate overlords. Right, right. When we uh, become beer review journal, sponsored by Anheuser Busch and Bev. I don't know if I really want that though. Do I want to be like? Well, here's the new line of uh, uh, strawberry Bud Light. This week, it's everything from Goose Island. I mean, I would kind of like to meet Post Malone because he seems like the kind of guy who brings weed with him. Yeah, I mean, he does look like that. He, yeah, or you just get a contact high by looking at him. I think that's probably really what it is. But, um, yeah. Uh, I, I can't imagine working for Budweiser and like having to drink having to tell people to drink their stuff. I mean, they've, they've, they've bought some really good breweries. Now, Coca-Cola, on the other hand, I'll take some of that Coke money and ruin the ocean. Sure, why not? I basically run on Coke Zero, so. You know what's sad? <laughs> you know you have a bit of an issue when your human resources representative walks by your desk and says, wow, you really like Coke Zero, don't you? <laughs> I did notice today that your desk is chock-a-block with, with bottles at the moment. See, the thing is, uh, back in the old days, uh, I would just leave a Wegmans bag of Wegmans bags in my drawer. But those so don't the end exist of, anymore. Exactly. This is what I told our HR business partner. Like, ah. It's like, yeah, I just keep forgetting to bring a reusable bag with me. Because... <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've I've got two infants, and I need to make sure that they get to daycare <laughs> on time. I'm not exactly worried about the fucking Coke bottles on my desk, <laughs> but there is approximately two dollars worth of them on there. 
See, my, my bottles just disappear because there's a person that just wanders by and takes them off my desk, which I'm fine with. Hey, you know, I, I, I believe they put those to good use. Yes. Um, yeah. So she, she actually chastises me if they're not in a good spot for her to take them off the desk. That sounds very much like a thing that person would do. Why are they in that corner? You usually put them in the other corner so I can reach them. Yes, ma'am. Well, Sorry, I, ma'am. I, I didn't have you in mind when I was enjoying my soda. The unfortunate thing is I do have her in mind when I finish the soda, and I'm like, I really need to put these here for this person to take, though. Okay, so I'm looking at the uh, description. I'm sorry I'm bailing on the bit, but I I was reading. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. He's pretty much gassed out anyway. I I was reading uh, Strange Bird's description of uh, Russian Bear Fight, and I got to the line, Aromatic Dark Crystal? the fuck does that mean finish the okay so if you look it's in a book so what happens when you read is that you have to follow it all the way to the comma is it a crystal malt yes okay well you could have just said (laughs) that it was referring to a a type of malt finish the goddamn sentence Yeah, if I so finished the goddamn sentence, Matt, it would be a lot more reading. It would only be going to the comma if I got to chocolate malt. Okay. <laughs> Along with roasted barley. So it's dark crystal and chocolate malt. Okay. See how easy that was? <laughs> it was easy, but way less entertaining. <sighs> See, this also says that this beer is only uh, 40 IBUs. Yeah. I, I feel like that's low. Maybe. But I guess that's a scientific measurement of bitterness. So uh, what do I know? Yeah, it might be. I don't know if there's a perceived IBU that you could talk about, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I find all of those things uh, endlessly fascinating. Yeah, they're numbers. Like I, uh, the, one I, the one I like more, though, that is never like talked like no one puts it on a can. Some people put IBUs on a can. I like the the SRM scale. Interesting. Yeah. Please explain. I don't. I, so the SRM scale is basically uh, a color scale um, from one to I think forty or something like that. Um, and basically, if it's a low number, it's a very light beer, and if it's a high number, it's a very dark beer. Um. And for whatever reason, I don't know. I, I find that cool. And I want to know when I crack a beer open, am I going to be pouring something that's light or dark? Um, but nobody ever puts the SRM on us on the cans. Uh, like I said, some people are going to put uh, the IBUs on the can to let you know if it's bitter, which I guess at the end of the day is more important. Um, but this we- thing... <laughs> This thing's about as black as it gets. Uh, So this would be a very high number. Yeah. How much more black could it be? The answer is none. None more black. Thank you. Absolutely. So, yeah, the, would you ever not buy a beer based on the SRM? Well, mm, I guess maybe. Cause I know that I don't tend to like really light colored beers. Like I like something in the, you know, 20 or higher range. If it's like a one, then it's basically just fucking water. 
I don't hmm. like that. Interesting. Interesting. Like I, I, I like something. Like I guess like about the lightest colored beer that I would probably reach for is going to be like a, a Sam Adams or something. Ah, yeah, like, I can see that much lighter than that. I'm not usually going to have a good time. Hmm. Okay. What I'm saying is I can have just as good a time with, you know, a, a, a beer that is the same color as, you know, if, if you were to go to the bathroom after having drank, you know, 17 of them, um, or, you know, further down the, the dehydration scale. Um, what I'm saying is a, a Miller light to me is just as enjoyable given the situation as a Russian bear fight. Yeah, I, I, I did pull up the, uh, the scale here. Uh, we, we are looking at at least a 40 on, uh, on the old Russian bear fight there. Yeah. It's uh, it's pitch black. It's yeah. Pitch black. And you know what? Here's the thing that I really dig about this beer uh, in comparison to the, uh, the old Rasputin. Um, I don't feel like I'm licking an ashtray when I drink this. <laughs> <coughs> I mean, you say that like it's a bad thing. See for you, my friend, for someone that did not like Troyston, um, I felt like that was less smoky and and um, overtly difficult um, than old Greg drunk there. Um, but see, I I don't feel like old Rasputin is is actually smoky. I, I feel like it is uh, roasted and 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 toasted to to for you know to hell and back. But it's not like. I wasn't drinking campfire. I, I don't taste actual yeah. campfire in the back of my throat. I, I guess I'd rather have that than that. I'm not a big fan of, of Starbucks coffee. Um, it's not a thing I enjoy drinking because it always feels like it's maybe, you know, roasted for, you know, 20 to 30 hours longer than it should have been. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about old Rasputin too. This one does not have that. This one is actually pretty dialed in and, and drinkable. Um, not that Old Rasputin isn't. It's been on sale for 100,000 years. Like it, It's a good beer. But this one I could see going to more often. Because, um, again, there's more happening here, taste-wise. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, though. Because, uh, like, don't get me wrong. It's here. very good. But uh, Old Rasputin is not slacking in in the taste department by any stretch i would agree with that however for me <laughs> it's a matter of enjoyment it is lacking in tastes that i want to enjoy <laughs> okay fair enough now we're getting now we're getting right to the heart of it yeah so while others may really enjoy old rasputin which would be me yeah i may think it sucks a bag of donkey dicks um i don't i think it's a fine beer but it's not one that i've i would reach out and buy often if it weren't for a podcast um this on the other hand i would go back to well all right then i you? probably would too because i like the way it's making me feel yeah it uh it wastes no time no i feel weird <laughs> but also good 
Yeah, it 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 gets to you, boy. <clears throat> so, so I I don't know. Do we want to do a a part two of this one like next week or something? We haven't done a special release in a while. Yeah, why not? Fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll grab the the remainder of whatever we can find at, at Strange Bird and do do a part two. Um, yeah, and and loop back. Which which ones do you want to do? Uh, did I close that? Uh, let me go to my history here real quick. The, I, I know what you're gonna want to do. I'm not even gonna. Um, so the you options are. You don't know me. The barley wine. The Mass Aspire Barley Wine. I mean, that is 10%, but at the same time, you know what? It's also like the most, exp- no, it's not the most expensive no. one. Let's do the uh, the Sly Move. Yeah. Wait. Should we do, should we do Mass Aspire and Rainbow Slippa and, and adhere to my no IPAs for a little while mandate? Yeah, we could, we could rock with that. I mean, feel that? free to get whatever the fuck you want for you <laughs> and maybe slip me one. But just yeah. in terms of the show, let's maybe try the try to because we've done so many fucking beers and so many of them are IPAs. It's true. Um, it's true. I, I kind of want to branch out. Right. Um, BT dub apropos of nothing. Do you know what's special about uh, the Russian beer, Russian bear fight? Tell me. That was our 49th beer that we've tried on the show, which means whatever the first beer we try next time is the 50th beer that we've tried. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, um, I can't believe we've done almost 50 beers. (laughs) Uh, at least they weren't back to back. It explains why my pants don't fit anymore. (laughs) Uh, yeah, you got to go back to Walmart. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> you got to go to the tent maker department. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> got any of those army surplus tent pants back there? <laughs> Do you got any of those guy who shops in an army surplus store pants in the back? Can, I, I, can you point me to the insurrectionist uh, aisle? I need the pants for the guy that, that says he's an operator, but tools around and a rascal. Can you give me <laughs> one of those? I need a pair of pants that says, <laughs> I may or may not shock myself in the nuts to death. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got our first headliner clip. I uh, I've I've been on uh, three tours through the, uh, the Eastern Europe. Uh, yeah, don't. That's our. Uh, those are my disco fries. Get away from those. Uh, but yeah, my second tour through Eastern Europe. There, I met a girl, and uh, uh, oh god, gravy all over my front. Um, yeah, that's that's my impression of the the operator pants that I'm going to be wearing. I'm just going to go straight to that character. Um, <laughs> Oh boy, this is a uh, it's a uh, AR uh, stands for Armalite. Uh, get some cool ranch Doritos. Uh. 
So, so you're going to be uh, my 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 middle school art teacher <laughs> slash uh, world's leading expert in the uh, M1 carbine. Yeah, exactly. Shout out Larry Ruth, big man. <laughs> Very big collection of M1 carbines in his office. Holy shit. That's, um, yeah, that's anxiety inducing. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, the man literally wrote two books about the M1 carbine. And he was an art teacher. And an art teacher. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, that is fucking fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah, the couple of times that I went to his house because uh, I was friends with his son. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I, I the, the couple of times where when I went and his office door was open, it was kind of like, why do you need that many M1 carbines? <laughs> In addition to all of the other guns that you have, he had like a little Ruby Ridge <laughs> in his uh, in his office. I'm so, glad, um, I'm so glad the story was I was there hanging out with his son and it didn't turn into like an app pupil situation. Yeah, was friends with his son. Um, but uh, holy Christ, like easily at least 35 M1 carbines. Why do you need 30? I feel like one does it, right? Like one would do. Well, I mean, I guess if you've got different ones with different, you know, attachments and stuff. Like, I mean, upholstery? I, I don't know, but, uh, I'm, I can't really talk, uh, in terms of having collections of weird things. Um, I mean, my haunted mansion collection in and of itself is a little troublesome. Yeah, but you um, can't kill anyone with that. I don't think. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Some of it's a little hefty. I just saw there's going to be a golden book. Did you see that? Oh, like a, a Haunted Mansion golden book? Yeah. I got to find that. Uh-huh. When it comes out. Yeah. Uh, uh, no doubt written by Calliope Glass, who is my <laughs> favorite Disney author. I don't know. Have we talked about this before? We, we've talked IRL about Calliope Glass, yeah. Calliope Glass is my favorite author. Um, <laughs> so Calliope. prolific. It's almost like it's more than one person. Yeah, that this is the fascinating part about Calliope Glass. She she wrote in I, I assume she, uh, they wrote, um, oh God, probably upwards of two hundred and fifty books in a year, all around diff, dis, different Disney characters, um, and Marvel characters. Pretty much anything owned by Disney, Calliope Glass wrote a book for it. Um, such disparate things, and yet they just nailed it, knocked it out of the park every single time. Uh, so Calliope Glass may be the greatest author of our time. It's very likely. Um, speaking of like Haunted Mansion stuff, uh, w uh, one piece of my collection is, uh, did, have I ever told you about like, there's a, a series of young adult, well, eh, no, probably like Goosebumps age uh, books that are basically like Tales from the Crypt for Kids, all based around like Haunted Mansion. No. Yeah. Um, there's like four or five of them right now. And it's really cool because it's basically, you know, novelized uh, little EC stories um, that are all like Haunted Mansion themed. 
And it's really cool. Huh. That does sound cool. Yeah, because you know how much I love, uh, you know, EC stuff. Um, yeah. I, that That's why I have written horror stories and want to do a podcast with them. Um, but uh, that, that actually brings up uh, something that I wanted to talk about to the people listening. Because I know we've got listeners on the, the West Coast. <clears throat> EC Comics... Uh, in whatever form it exists now recently collaborated with uh, a brewery whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, looking it up right now on Instagram. Folks, what we do is a lot of show prep. When you listen to this show, we, we really make sure that we have everything at the ready for you at all times, uh, which is why you'll never ever hear us Google anything in the middle of the show or drop <laughs> links to each other in our chats uh, because we are professionals. Look it up in the book. Yeah. So uh, EC Comics collaborated with Liquid Gravity uh, Brewing Company um, to make uh, at least one, possibly more at some point, uh, beers, which is really cool. Um, the one that's out now is called Pale from the Crypt. It's an American pale ale. And the can features artwork from Tales from the Crypt comics. Um, and I really, truly, sincerely want to try this beer. If for no other reason than I want to rinse one of the cans out and put it on my bookshelf. So if you are listening to this and you are in a place where liquid gravity beers are available and you can get pale from the crypt and get it to me somehow, <laughs> You will be compensated. That's that's all I really have to say. I want it so bad. And if you can get me some, I will pay you for it and probably send you a sticker. I feel like it's a you could even pull off a beer trade. You've heard about these beers on the, the East Coast here. You've heard about the Rochester beers. Tell me what you want. And he'll, he'll set up a trade for you. Absolutely. Let's let's make things happen. Also, uh, in the, the same vein, shout out to my buddy Alex out at, at Martin House Brewing in uh, in Fort Worth. Uh, I got a little box on my doorstep a couple days ago. We did a little beer swap. He wanted to know what Mortalis was out all about. And I was excited to hear what, what Martin House is up to. Uh, we've talked about them in the past on the show. They're, they're the folks that do the pickle beer. Um, and I, I thought they did the, the chicken wings. The chicken wings, the, the ranch. Um, but Alex sent me, he, he's one of the brewers there, possibly the brewer there. Um, he sent up a box full of stuff. They had, a, a like a muddy buddies, check mix stout. That looks amazing. Um, uh, IPA that looked tremendous. I haven't gotten into many of them yet. Um, uh, did I say the spice beets beat sour yet? Uh, you, you told me about it in real life, but not on the show. Beers beats Battlestar Galactica. Um, be getting into that at some point. Um, a 15%, um, white Russian malt liquor. For the people at home, Matt said 15% and my eyebrows, uh, <laughs> receded into my hairline, which if you've ever seen a picture of me, you know, that's quite the trip. <laughs> 
Yeah. Not that, that I am balding. I just have a large forehead. Yeah. Possibly five, six. Um, sorry. Anyway. Hey, thanks. No, I, I, I didn't get any of that in high school. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's surprising. Hey, um, yeah. Well, you know, kids are awful and they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, I know. I had somebody jam a, a power drill into my leg. Anyway. Um, yeah. So it's a 15% um, white Russian malt liquor that uh, at some point we'll have to crack open and try. Are you good? I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel bad now. About what? I don't know. Telling you had hey. a big forehead. <laughs> it, it was something that middle schoolers said because I'm an, an intelligent person, despite how I present myself on this show. <laughs> <laughs> also, why I got the drill in the leg. Um, yeah. It's so, fine. Like, I don't yeah. give a shit. Like, <laughs> but yeah. I, I, you know, it was like, it, it was a, a kid who acted tough because bigger people hung around him and he would make fun of me one when he was by himself and I would destroy him. <laughs> like <laughs> that's fair. As long as you got your, your comeuppance, that's good. Um, yeah. So shout out to Alex at, at Martin house. <laughs> this went <laughs> off the rails a little bit, but yeah, I was, uh, super happy to do the trade with you. More than happy to do it again. Um, and we promised I- to say nicer things about you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Let's not get crazy. No, no. Well, the the one I've had <coughs> so far has been really, really good. I had the actually the can is right here because I'm a filthy animal. Um, the Big Tourist Part Two: The Revenge. It's a cool can. It's oh yeah, can. it's got a it's got an angry chimp on it. An angry space chimp with a banana. I like that a lot. I, I still question their uh, their morals by by making a, a beer that you know tastes like chicken wings or ranch for that matter. Um, it's, it's a because thing. as we all know, you don't put ranch on chicken wings. It's blue cheese. That is the part that stuck with me. That was the part that bothered me. So not mad. I'm just disappointed. Alex, you're an neat idiot. You know better. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so stoked to get through those more, more to come on, on our, our good friends at Martin house, more to come with our good friends at, at strange bird bird bird. Fuck. Cause if there's one thing that we know, it's that, uh, the strange bird is the strange word. Bird, 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 strange bird, the word. Bringing it there all back to the Ramones. Yeah. They actually I, I do a great version it. of that. Well, that's, that's, yeah, I I understand it's a cover, but yeah, I was actually jamming out to that one while I was, uh, waiting on you to, uh, to show up for the show today. It was like five minutes. I'm not saying like I got through 17 Ramon songs, so, you know, it's not, I wasn't waiting long. Five minutes. You got through three of the records. Um, so let me ask you this. Have you gotten to the part in that Ramon's history where you found out why Johnny is a tremendous dick? Uh yeah, actually I finished uh the uh the Ramones uh stuff. I'm I'm I actually just finished the Misfits stuff. Ah. Um speaking of dicks. Right. Um but uh but yeah, yeah. God God bless uh the United States and God bless President Bush. <laughs> uh, 
it wasn't that much so much as the whole thing with Linda. That that's the part that really yeah. There's there's that um, frosted my cookies. It, it was it was very interesting. Like you know, you listen to songs like uh, I I want to be sedated, and you're just like oh, um, you know, it's a rock song about feeling strung out and whatever. And it's like no, actually, Joey Ramone had his face burned horribly. <laughs> And was in the hospital and he started writing the song because he was in excruciating pain from burn injuries. Yeah. Joey was a very literal human being. And and then it kind of turned into like, oh, and also touring sucks. So, uh, yeah, I want to be sedated. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and I, I guess I didn't realize, uh, how, how sad Joey was, yeah. um, you know, never really thought about how uh, collaborative the band was with their, their songwriting. Um, you know, like uh, my favorite Ramon song is uh, Rockaway Beach. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't know that was a, I think they said that was a DD song. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what What's your favorite Ramon song? Oh gosh, that's hard, man. Um, I know there are a lot of them. <laughs> God, you're going to get me like uh, the the playlist I just uploaded to my phone is 98 songs long and it's not everything. No. Yeah. Uh, KKK took my baby away. Always makes me, you know, I like that a lot just for the fact that, you know, um, it, it's because Johnny's a piece of shit. Um, yeah. Also, it's it it's very. uh it, it, it's very Ronettes. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Um, I, I like a lot of their songs that are, you know, sort of, uh, that, that Phil Spector wall of sound inspired, like, you know, heavily inspired, uh, by that sort of steez, yeah. uh, sort of see, thing. See, I, I, I feel like end of the century is probably my favorite record of theirs, believe it or not. Um, I think Chinese rocks is a great song, even though that's not really, you know, I think I want to say that's a Johnny thunder song. Um, I don't want to grow up uh, is, is a good one, even though it's like late period. Um, but yeah, that, that, it's hard to pick. Yeah. No, I, I, I like pet cemetery. My, my, my favorite album though is, is probably rocket to Russia. Um, yeah. because again, it, it's got my favorite song on it. Um, but it's also got, you know, Sheena is a punk rocker. Uh, it, it's got the Surf and Bird cover. Uh, it, that's so good. Teenage Lobotomy. Teenage Lobotomy is great. Yeah. But, yeah. I, the, the Ramones were good. Um, <laughs> did I, I don't remember. Did they play D.D. King on there? Yes, they did. Oh, good. D.D. King <laughs> is one of my favorite footnotes. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Um, but yeah, if, if you're wondering what the fuck I'm talking, what, what, what we're talking about, uh, it's no dogs in space um, on the, uh, the last podcast network. Uh, it's Marcus from last podcast on the left uh, and his wife, Carolina Hidalgo. Uh, the first season of their show just wrapped up recently, and it was basically a, a retrospective on the history of punk rock uh, from the, uh, late sixties and seventies. Um, and they talk about bands like, uh, they started off with, uh, 
Oh God. What was it? Stooges. Um, yeah, they start off with the Stooges. They talk about Ramones. They talk about Misfits, um, Joy Division. Uh, you know, a little bit of everybody. The the Damned. Um, I meant to circle back with you about the Damned. How did you feel about the Damned? Um, that was an interesting uh, stretch episodes. Um, I don't know as much of their stuff. Like like I was telling you, the the only song of theirs that I know for a fact I've heard outside of those episodes was uh, Neat Neat Neat. Uh, cause it was on the, uh, Tony Hawk pro skater one and two remix, uh, soundtrack. Um, I want to check them out more, uh, cause there was good stuff in there. I had a roommate that was obsessed with the damned. That doesn't surprise me. So yeah, we, he actually went to see the reformed damned in Buffalo years ago and got so excited cause they actually played both Jet Boy, Jet Girl, and they played, I want to say it was Captain Sensible's What in the same night. And he was very, very happy about that. Um, but yeah, as a result, he got me into the damned. And I, I appreciate that. History of the Worlds is a great song, by the way. Um, well, check it out. Yeah. They get a little bit more new wavy or a little bit more gothy, I guess. Yeah. As time goes. But, well, that would be that uh, uh, Dave... Dave Vanian. Dave Vanian. Thank you so much for saving me on that one. Yeah. yeah. That would be that Dave Vanian's influence. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, you really couldn't just leave it to Captain Sensible. No, the, uh, the old proto goth there. Um, but yeah, you got, if, if you like punk music or, or music in general, uh, you, you should definitely check out no dogs in space. It's a, it's a very good podcast, probably a lot better than this one. Um, although we do, <laughs> we do. Okay. Don't sell us short. <laughs> um, Marcus is but, a great researcher, which is something we miss. But other than that, I, I'd say we're probably all right. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, that that show at least uh, is mostly Carolina doing the research. Um, uh, yeah. You know, got to give the got to give the propers where they do. True. Um, Carolina is also awesome. She does a show with the Mads from uh, MST3K that is also really good. And you know who hosts MST3K now is Jonah Ray, who we were talking about earlier. And he is a delightful person, even when you see him in his tidy whities Yeah. Hotel lobby, Starbucks, tidy whities It was like seeing Sasquatch. It was real weird. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, I, I feel like uh, it's it's about time to, to cash in the old tab there. Let's do it. All right, folks. Um so as always, um, you can reach out to us and, uh, tell us what you think of the show. Suggest a beer to us and get a sticker, uh, do that on our social media, uh, at beer reviewed journal on Twitter at beer reviewed journal on Instagram. Uh, he is dreaded Matt. I am Kenneth blue on Twitter and Instagram. You can put an at symbol in front of those. Uh, that'll help you find us probably. And as always, we like to thank Erling for the use of our theme song, uh, I Feel Good, as the intro and outro of our show. Yep, and catch us at our website, clownpenis.fart. <laughs> In any case, from all of us here at the Beer Review Journal, sincerely and truly, try everything. Even Roush Beers. I'm an important British actor. This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network. We hope you have enjoyed. 
Cheerio!